0: Welcome in. It's PHNX Cardinals live on a Monday. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. This is your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Become a diehard. Go PHNX.com. Pick up a free hat and or t-shirt every single year. You are a diehard. I'm diehard for this chat today. Boston Ford, the podcast keeps me pumped in the offseason. Let's go. Let's go, Bo Brock. Let's go. Let's go. F and do it. Reezy, baby. How
1: about Big 12, Devils, Goffy from Oz in the member Discord? Already dropping some tasty little mock drafts. Only way you can get in that conversation that's going on 24-7 and become a diehard today. Uh, it's been fun already. Like every Monday, it's just you got a fresh new set of mock drafts. And we're starting to see some of the NFL draft experts Drop some tasty ones tomorrow. Mel Kuyper Jr. dropping his 1.0. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Can't wait to see it. Already seeing with a, a little bit of a, a Mel Kuyper bomb at two, Johnny. He's going with Jaden Daniels to the Commanders instead of Drake May. They they left three and four out of the conversation with Field Yates today on his oh, fantasy-focused podcast. Uh, but I would only assume that the New England Patriots can't help themselves uh, with one ACC North Carolina quarterback at three, leaving, as we've seen in many mock drafts, Arvin Harrison Jr. just right there for the selecting of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it, it would be nice. But what is truly nice here yeah. on this Monday and Saturday after it, the, the national nightmare finally came to an end, the bleeding stopped. And CJ Stroud, D'Amico, Ryans, and crew. What a great uplifting story. That that horse story finally came to a close. They finally Ended. killed Michael Myers. Michael Myers yes. finally was killed. He's not coming back <laughs> to life. He's dead.
0: <laughs> Until Monty Osinford trades back again this year in Houston, and we have to relive it all in 2025. No, it's over. The Arizona Cardinals, if you didn't know, it's in the show title. They are picking 27th overall with the Houston pick in the 2024 NFL draft. not. What we thought, we thought we were going to be gifted two top 10 picks, maybe two top five picks. Instead, Cardinals are going four, and they're going to go 27. And again, I think we've all had our period to digest, certainly to absorb the impact of C.J. Stroud and company having a historic rookie season. Very commendable. Um, I read uh, an excerpt on our audio-only podcast I encourage everybody to check out that dropped this morning. That basically was like, the Houston Texans, while a great story, didn't face uh basically an elite quarterback all year. Uh, they were gifted a lot of mat, a lot of below average, and uh it showed like they they were able to, to spurn off, I think like after starting 0-2, they finished like 12 and 6 or something like that. And a lot of that was a byproduct of their division and the conference that they played in. Um, so we're not taking anything away from them, but it definitely feels semi-fraudulent and the Cardinals are going to pay the price <laughs> in the form of the 27th overall pick. All right. Now that we have the disclaimer out of the way, we've absorbed it. Cardinals are picking 27. I'm going to ask you, Bo Brock, my mm-hmm. co-host, where does your mind go to pick 27 today? Where does it go to? The players specifically, or should they stick and pick? Should just they trade The first it down. thing that pops into your mind when you hear the Cardinals are picking 27th, what, what comes to your mind? Bummer.
1: What a bummer, man. Seriously? I had such, I just had such, Oh man, I had such high hopes for this pick. Okay, and here it is at twenty-seven. It's a fringe first-round pick, but it is still a first-round pick. It Still counts. And look, it does still count, right? And uh, I say, I'm, now I'm thinking, stick and pick is the right direction to go Agreed. for Monty Austin and crew.
0: You and I touched on it again in yesterday's pod. I'll reiterate it here. I, I don't know if there's a player that's going to become available, and things change that is worth flipping a first rounder at this time for no one knew once upon a time, Deandre Hopkins was available. Stefan Diggs was available and maybe something like that emerges over the coming months. And the Cardinals do decide to flip the pick. I I did tell you yesterday, I think with where this pick lays or falls, and I know he was in the thumbnail and we love Jordan Morgan out of, out of uh, Arizona. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think that rather this pick being 21, 22, 23, I think now very much in the tail end, the last five picks of the first round, I think it very much opens it up to a defensive player. I think we've reached that kind of crescendo. There were some mock drafts that dropped today. We're going to talk about a bunch of them. The tackles are going early and often. And I think right now the Cardinals, you're going to be picking from, if you take a receiver at four, which almost feels like a precursor to everything else, you're going to be picking from maybe the sixth or seventh best tackle or Mm. the second or third best defensive lineman or the third or fourth best corner. And I think that's going to be too enticing. I think 27 right now today, end of January is going to be a defensive player for the Cardinals.
1: Look, it should be. I mean, when you look at where the offense finished and where the defense finished, you know, I put it out there that over the final two games, I think over their final 16 drives, the Arizona Cardinals offense had just one, three and out. So 15 to 16, they were moving the ball consistently. They were putting up points. They were putting their team. I mean, they rallied. the, the Their team passed the Philly Eagles on the road, and they should have beaten the Seattle Seahawks if it weren't Matt Prater, um, you know, going Anders Carlson uh, for the Packers against the against the Niners, or or Bass for the Buffalo Bills and missing a kick that was crucial and, and would have won you the football game. Um, yeah, it, it was their their offense it feels way close, light years closer than their defense. Their defense, I think, was put in a position call wise to be as competitive as possible, but you know, pound for pound, uh, they were fighting way above their weight class. They, like they, they, they just, when you looked at the offenses that they were facing and the personnel that they were putting out there, you know, outside of a Jalen Thompson and a Buddha Baker. And when he was healthy, Kazir white, you know, there were guys that really, you, you it would be hard
0: pressed to say that they were legitimate NFL caliber starting players. Well said. And again, like I, See some pushback in the chat. Get a tackle. What are we going to do with Paris? I see somebody. We need a left guard. Bo and I, I think, are of the same mindset. We don't agree on everything, certainly if you tune into this podcast. By the way, drop a like. This this is not a stereotypical end-of-the-first-round pick for, for other teams. Mm. These teams that consistently pick at the end of the first round, you can take a non-premium position. I don't think the Cardinals can. I think it's got to be an impact defender, defender at either – somebody who can rush the passer, defensive tackle included, or an edge rusher or a corner, you can do tackle there. But again, like how much is that going to be watered down? I I think there, there's going to be a high enough defender on their board that's going to be worthy of pick 27. And to your point, listen, that I would say the defense overachieved at times this year. It's not going to show in the statistics because there were some ugly games with mm-hmm. some gaudy point totals that are going to skew it. But from a game-to-game standpoint... I don't remember too many like consistent two to three game spans where the defense was terrible. Like you would typically get a game like San Francisco where you just didn't have the horses to contend. Then you'd bounce back against Pittsburgh, right? You'd look good against Seattle, you know, both times I would argue. Like there were games where I'm like, how are they even competing defensively? So I, I think Nick Rollins, Jonathan Gannon should be commended and they should be rewarded. Now, all of this is a big asterisk to what are they doing for agency? If they come out and they open the checkbook in the month of March, which we expect them to do, and they spend $50-plus million dollars in guarantees on five, six guys, then it's like, okay, maybe this isn't such a priority. But there are so many needs. As compared to where the offense sits, we can sit here and definitively say, wide receiver, maybe two, tackle guard. And you feel good about everything else. The defense, it's the flip of the script. It's mm-hmm. Buddha, Jalen, Kazir. And then what else do you have? <laughs> I mean,
1: you look up and down this defense and you got guys that you can fit into a rotation that can be depth guys currently yeah. on the roster as it stands right now, uh, outside of, as we mentioned, Buddha and JT. And uh, like, if, if you if you slide a Starling Thomas or you slide a Keytrail Clark as depth guys, man, do they look a lot better and, and really get the, the true ability to develop uh, you know, in an NFL system, but not being thrown to the flames. Like, mm-hmm. I think that if you can get somebody that, that can like in the free agency, is such a big part is, as you mentioned, like, if, you, if they are able to accomplish what you've been reportedly told as you have it sourced, that they want to address the front seven and they want to address the outside corner position, that if they can get a true vet corner that can come in there and, you know, like, I think LJ Snead from the chiefs might be, you know, dreaming, and a guy like Jalen Johnson, but if you if you look at the the next guys like Steven Nelsons of the world, and you get one of those vet guys that just knows how to do it, he's he's got the the full you know seen it all, knows all the angles, the full bag of tricks, and can can help develop this young room. And then you add you know a corner potentially with twenty seven, or you know you add somebody like a Burns or a Chase Young. I mean, Chase Young didn't look great against the packers on on no, saturday. she's not uh, very good. Right. But if if you get somebody that that can really is is a talented pass rusher and then you, you couple whether it's the interior of the defensive line or another edge, like man things look drastically different and lo- look in, in, incredibly better as far as the defense goes as a, as a
0: whole. I got tipped off by something else over the weekend. I'll share it with everybody now. That I, I I believe their first major sign in a free agency is going to be on the defensive line. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, things can change depending on who's available. Like Their pass rush slash defensive line group is so poor in terms of high-end NFL talent, whereas I think they feel like the corner market is going to come to them, if that makes sense. Like guys on one- to three-year deals that are going to be able to help them, but you don't need to sign those guys day one of free agency. So I expect right now, here in late January, the first significant signing or signings will all be on the defensive line, like pass rusher, defensive tackle, some kind of combination. I, like I, again, I know people want Jalen Johnson, the kid you just mentioned out of Kansas city, like the Cardinals would love them on their roster, but what are they doing? If you don't have the infrastructure, like Kansas city's got Chris Jones, they've got yeah. George Karlovkis. the Chicago bears traded for Montez sweat. They had good defensive linemen already. Like yeah. it starts up front and they know that, you can't compete in the NFC West with San Francisco. And now, you know, the Rams have a vaunted running game without a pass rush, without people to to push on and make Brock Purdy and Matthew Stafford. You don't think that Austin Ford, Rollis, and Gannon know. Purdy is susceptible to pressure. Stafford's susceptible yeah. to pressure. Geno Smith or whomever Seattle, I mean, they don't, they're not facing the Kyler yeah. Murrays of the world, thankfully. They're not facing the Mahomes or Josh Allen they they need to find a way to supplement a pass rush. That's going to be priority one, I'm told in free agency.
1: Man, I can't even look at you right now. You're like, you're a superstar, getting that kind of information and then well, sharing it with us. On show. You're, a it on show. you're a beautiful man, you're a beautiful man. You're a man of the people, Seriously. you deliver the news that they want. Yes, cheers to you as well, my man. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drink alone. Have a little well, coffee, a little caffeine. I got a little water, I, I wanna nice. do coffee afternoon. You're not, uh, you're not
0: alone, brother, I'm drinking coffee too
1: damn nice. dog Damon also and I just grinding yeah. grind. That's why you guys are up at 11 I'm 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 snoozing. I'm snoozing at night and you while you guys That's are right. just grinding away on Twitter, Damon's talking his shit and and you're getting the you're getting the insight. And I'm looking at like Justin Matabuke come on down playing in the AFC Championship game. Love to see him from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh as you mentioned, probably priced out in, in as far as the age of Chris Jones, but I mean, Christian Wilkins, somebody you identified. Leonard Williams, somebody else mm-hmm. you identified. I mean, any one of those guys immediately comes in. You join them. You, you couple them with Dante Stills, maybe a day two, a day three defensive lineman. Now the Cardinals have an NFL-caliber defensive line. Just like that, they utilize their assets. Not a ton of assets. Not a ton of cap space. Not a ton, you know, a ton of draft capital,
0: and they get it going. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm optimistic. They got to execute. And here's here's the one thing that, that we haven't seen from Boston Ford, Austin Ford. The, the recruitment free agency hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And that takes two to tango. And most of that is typically done with what, Bo? Guaranteed money. But you got also got to be able to weed your way through. And this is what they've articulated Michael Bidwell. Like, we can't yeah. have NFLPA grades that embarrass us, Mike. Can you help us out there? Yeah. Can, you, can you make this appealing for people and their families to want to come play here? And they're working on that. But we have not seen... I know we've pivoted hard from pick 27, but I think it all ties back together. Yeah. Like you, you gotta be able to land these big fish. Like you gotta be able to sell other free agents. And number one, this is a fun place to play. You're going to get paid a lot of money. And that we're on an upward trajectory. I think Gannon himself has ingratiated himself throughout the league based on number one, how over, how much the Cardinals competed this year, and two, how much Philadelphia was left for dead, a dumpster fire, after he and Shane Steichen left. I think those will be good recruiting pitches.
1: Yeah, I mean, you see Philly, they're bringing in Ron Rivera for to, to interview him for the defense. Um, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, this is also how it ties back to 27, right? I mean, if you go out there and you sign a guy to a, a big guaranteed dollar deal, that fifth-year option becomes very important. Because if you if you were able to lock in somebody, a young player, a starting caliber player at a premium position, you've got them on your roster for four to five years. Yeah, very controllable and very cost effective at those positions. I mean, that's that's why it's important, and I think that's why you start to kind of look at you know the how the draft dominoes could fall, and everybody's you know wanting. Uh, you know uh, Jerzon Newton, who's more like in the teens. Like if he's if he's there, yeah, you have that conversation. But like you were re- realistically looking at like. You know, both the tackles out of Pac-12 from Washington, Washington State, uh, you're looking at some corners there, like whether it's a Kool-Aid, whether it's a Kenyon Mitchell out of Toledo who's kind of a fast riser. You're looking at tackle. You're looking at edge. You're looking at uh, cornerback. And I think that if you do that, like on top of the free agent signings, like with 27, that's, that's where the value remains as far as pulling off this deal with
0: Houston Ah uh, you know, back on in the first round of, of last year's draft back to back super chats from our guy Danny Redbirds, both for four ninety nine. Thank you so much, Danny. let's Hollywood Brown this twenty seven pick. <laughs> uh, how about let's DeAndre Hopkins this twenty seventh pick? But yeah, <laughs> I got what you mean. Uh, get us an established stud. What do you think? Is there a free agent or Chandler Jones's pick? Is there a free agent out there that's sexy enough? Excuse me, not a free agent someone looking to get out of their spot. um, man. That's the million dollar question. I have not identified that player yet, Danny. We'll know more after guys are and aren't franchise tag. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, it's like Josh Allen and Brian Burns are the two that immediately come to mind. And there they are, trade targets from our guy Damon Dog, producer extraordinaire. But like we've gone through this process. Like T. Higgins is not a target right now. Mm -hmm. Like T. Higgins coming off uh, an underwhelming year for his standards, the Cardinals destined to take a receiver at four, feel pretty confident that that's, that's not happening. Derek Brown, to your point, Bo Brock, like, you know, is that a piece that, number one, Carolina wants to part with? And, number two, do the Cardinals covet a defensive lineman enough to do that? So then it is. It's Josh Allen, the, the pass rusher from Jacksonville, and Carolina's Brian Burns. You will have to be so convinced if you do that, that, number one, that you can sign them, to an extension and number two that they are that superior to the guys that hit the open market that you're willing to part with a first
1: yeah i mean let me ask you this like now that it, it we have the benefit of hindsight was hollywood brown flipping him for the 23rd overall pick was was it a smart move no yeah it wasn't and uh i mean you can add to a couple more names to this list just based off speculation and based of how some of these players have acted and overreacted after their team's Final game was played like AJ Brown, probably not right. You know, I think Philly's going to try to mend that that bridge a little bit. That one's fifty-five. Receiver, yeah, right, mm-hmm. you got Stephon Diggs, who you know he he was. I mean, kind that's of
0: probably been a- worth it. You think that's worth it? Yeah, I mean, they didn't have a number one. They could have taken just if you compare it to the. Well, here's the thing, Jefferson. Here's like. the thing, and that's
1: where four comes into play, right? A little four play for, for PH and X Cardinals. Wow. Tremendous. I mean. Tremendous. If it's not Marvin, it's probably Malik, right? As Correct. far as why wouldn't, like, I would much rather the Arizona Cardinals take Malik neighbors fourth overall than get into trade discussions for really any of these guys who are making, a, like, a huge amount of money that have, you know, significant red flags. And, like, I think it right. goes against everything Monty Austin Ford said over a year ago today saying that this is going to be egoist team. I mean, it's, I know you're not going to be able to really, like, really flush out all egos from a, from a national football league team. But like,
0: these are guys that have proven that it, a lot of it's about them. Receivers not in play to, to trade for, at least not for a first round pick. And why everybody, you know, who is trying to trade their receiver, people who want to draft receivers. Cause this class is loaded. Like there yeah. are teams that are like, yeah, I'd love to recap an, an asset so I can go and partake in this receiver pool. The Cardinals don't need to mess with that. They've got 12, 13 picks to go and draft their own receivers. And it's not Steve Kime making the pick. So hopefully they do it right. But again, it's basically gonna be are you trading the the 27th pick for a pass rusher? That's the conversation now. Is there one worthy of taking at 27? I don't know. Like we 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 don't have the answer to to that yet. But what happens if there is one available and you balk at that, and then the free agent market dries up real quick, guys are franchised, guys are extended internally. I mean, you're going you're gonna to have to sit on that and figure that out. Here's what I will say, though. I believe this Cardinal roster is is playoff-bound in 2024. But are they ahead of schedule enough to trade and extend a pass rusher that is in their peak years? I don't know if they've gotten that grace yet. Typically, those moves are safe for teams that feel like they're a piece or two away, right? Like the Cardinals traded for Chandler Jones because they thought mm. 2015 a- NFC Championship game, we can't pressure the quarterback, they trade for Chandler Jones 2019 into 2020. They needed a number one receiver for D Hop. Like the Cardinals are picking fourth for a reason and they need everything. So I if the if they have two ones in 2025, I think it's much more likely. I think they got to take their medicine one more year in the draft. And and by the way, that's not a bad thing.
1: Uh, is that truly taking their medicine? And as we see Christopher Beard here, he says, Am I the only one saying Olu Fashino at, at four? Yeah, I feel like we have really strayed from, you know, it's either Marvin or build the lines, right? In in, in invest in the trenches, especially on the offensive side of the football. But you know, I, I think that this tackle group is, is proving to be deeper and I guess more steady. It's a lead. Yeah, from like you got the top two guys, right? It's Fashionu. It's it's Alt. And then you got the Pac 12 guys, and then you've got, you know, some an Ivy League guy, you got a BYU guy here, and, and you can go ten deep. And I think that the I guess the margin, the difference between like the top guys and the guys near the back end of the top ten, I think it's closer in the tackle group. Than it is in the wide receiver group. I think you got three rock solid top prospects, top ten guys in Roman Dunze, Malik Neighbors, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Of course, and then you got the rest of the guys who are going to be really good players. But there's a distinct difference, especially when you're looking at like these are these are the wide receivers that are are valued as premium players guys that have the upside of being the Jettas, the Justin Jeffersons out there, the Devonte Adams type players. Like I know you can sometimes hit on those guys later, but like what we've seen recently is these wide receivers can immediately get drafted to Jamar
0: chases and immediately make an impact on an offense and elevate it. I, I love these tackles. I, you know, Olufosh, who's not my number one tackle. Like if they traded down and took him, I'd be doing cartwheels. He's a tremendous prospect. Joe Alts. Fantastic. He's, a top five player for to me. To what on, extent, though? Record. Like, tell me what the the draft is before you take Olufashino, and what it look and who's on the board. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, Bucky Brooks had Malik Neighbors falling into the mid teens today. So, like, don't believe everything that you hear. I don't know. I, I can give you. I my desperately opinion. want to believe Bucky Brooks draft to an extent because yeah. he's got I, a big time player going on the Cardinals at four. I do. I don't know. Here's. I can only tell you one thing definitively that I'd be be able to put my 401k on the Cardinals. (laughs) Number one player on their board is Marvin Harrison Jr. And they would take him fourth overall outside of that. I can't like, I don't, they could have Joe all the Malik neighbors. I don't, I don't know that. And so all we can do is sit here and speculate and guess and look at these mock drafts. And if there is enough speculation and enough people saying that Malik neighbors is a top five player period, then I would hope Austin Ford comes to that conclusion as well. But I, I think they were very much, not against the grain is is the right term ahead of the curve on Paris Johnson jr. Paris Johnson jr. I, th- they were going to take him third overall over Will Anderson jr. Like we know that we have that source. Mm-hmm. They traded down, they got assets. They traded up to get him at six. I think a lot of people still thought of Paris Johnson jr. As maybe a fringe top 10 player last year. And that turned out he was, it was the right decision. He was, he was fantastic this year. Everybody had Tyree Wilson and you know, Christian Gonzalez and, and those guys fell and, and some of them fell for a reason. So it's January, but I think again am I ready to pivot from if it's not Marvin it's going to be another receiver it's not going to be a tackle like no I can't say that right now but if I'm if I'm trusting the people who do this for a living and they're telling me Malik Neighbors is like one of one in every other class and he's a top 3 to 5 pick then I would I would hope that the Cardinals can see that too.
1: Yeah. Uh, Everybody watching this video, we appreciate it. If you drop a like, I see Danny Redbirds asking, are we the new lions? And look, when I saw the PFF grades and I know PFF grades are under fire and and there's something that we sometimes are are skeptical of. But like when I see, you know, Penny Sewell and Taylor Decker put up these grades that are in the high eighties and nineties and they're your bookend tackles, like that's that's appealing. That's really appealing. It is. But, you know, so is what, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown did to put that game away and, and how the playmaking that he did in that final touchdown he scored and, and what he, how he, what he provided to to Jared Goff. I know he's not a first round pick, but the talent, you know, what you see from a true number one uh, on an NFL roster and what it does, it's, it, it's tough. I mean, it really is tough in, in how you view it from a team building You know perspective i mean you can you can go you could go and and take fashion or all whoever you decide is the top tackle or you could take you know if you don't get marvin and you think what brad spielberger and trevor sykema have told us that malik neighbors is the top wide receiver in any other drafts he's he's a wide receiver one two um it's it, it you you can go either direction and find
0: success teams have done it richard 499 super chat richard friend of the program thank you so much I want to know what free agents you guys think are realistic uh, and would make this team way better. Um, there, there's a lot. I mean, that's it's a cop-out answer, and I think it preaches to the state of their defense ball, but there's like 20 guys that could help this team. Right? <laughs> if you're talking about the most immediate yeah. impact, if Brian Burns or Josh Allen are allowed to hit the open market mm-hmm. and the Cardinals are able to get a, a meeting and offer the most money, that's the biggest impact. Because both of those guys are you slide them in immediately and you are going to get double digit sack productions on top of endless pressures and how Gannon and Nick Rollis will deploy them. That's the easiest answer for me is one of the two elite pass rushers.
1: Well, we've been rolling out guys uh, the last two weeks, right? We've done uh, four defensive players and we've done two offensive players. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and like the defensive guys, like you went Leonard Williams, you went beef, right? You went Leonard Williams, you went yeah. Christian Wilkins, and it, it's gonna be, you know, are the Dolphins gonna let Wilkins out of their grasp? Are they gonna franchise tag him? Are they gonna get him in the bag? Leonard Williams, it looks like that's probably a relationship that's gonna end in divorce, despite them, you know, trading draft capital to get him up there in Seattle, but with. The changes that are going on. They just lost their OC. They blew, you know, Pete Carroll out, and we'll see what they're they starting do.
0: completely over. Yeah,
1: which is crazy that they're right. they're going in the year. They should be in the next phase of a rebuild, and they're going to reset again. Um, and then, I mean, I think I went with uh, Jonathan Grenard, who's been getting after the passer all postseason, and all season long Congrats. for for Texans. And mm-hmm. most recently, I went with Steven Nelson. I went with a pair of Texans. Um, so I, I think that those are those are all really realistic options defensively. And then it it comes down to what Johnny said, like what's, how's a team going to view a player? Do they want, do they have the ability to tag them and then pay them that guaranteed money, especially at the edge position? Um, Like there are a lot of teams as good of a cap situation as the Cardinals are in. There's, there's about a half dozen teams that are in cap hell, man. And they're going to really have to figure it out. And are they going to have the ability to, to give that much guaranteed money to some of these free agents
0: I had some people messaging me about Fletcher Cox because it seems like he's set for a divorce and I, I just kind of want to put this on the record and people are connecting the dots because he was with JG for a couple <laughs> years I got a text message from somebody I trust that said I would be shocked if that happens and we've kind of alluded to the relationship which was rocky at times Fletcher Cox can be kind of a selfish dude and Gannon's a team guy egoless guy they made it work at a high level, I mean, they they went to a Super Bowl together. I'm told like that is not Gannon's <laughs> preference at all. Yeah. Like, and I I don't think Fletcher Cox is the kind of player at this stage of his career, a la Terrell Suggs five years ago or whatever that was. That you want to bring into a locker room with a bunch of impressionable young guys like Fletcher Cox should go and sign in Buffalo, where they're ready to win a championship or something like that, mm-hmm. or Miami, you know, and, and and have no state tax like. The, the Cardinals, I feel confident, are not going to be in on Fletcher Cox this offseason.
1: Yeah. I love it. Bird Gang Gang saying, Johnny, did you get where would you get that haircut, bro? You're looking oh, it's sharp a great, today.
0: Yeah. My guy Vinny took care of me. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate everybody in the chat today. And uh, if you appreciate some free bonus bucks, check our friends out at BetMGM. Bet5, get 158 instantly. My Johnny Parlay. It was Johnny Bust this weekend. Thanks in part because... <laughs> of what went down in Buffalo yesterday. I I was all in on the favorites, and Buffalo, well, they broke my heart more ways than one. Uh, Josh Allen, the anytime touchdown, that was money, but yeah, if if you can't beat the Chiefs with all that going your way, Buffalo, it's probably never going to happen. But what's going to go your way with our friends at BetMGM, how about Bet5, get 158 instantly with that bonus code, PHNX. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app or on your iOS or Android device, Visit BetMGM.com, get a full-screen view. I love that. Sign up and deposit at least 5 bucks in your newly created account. Place a wager in the amount of $5 on standard standardized pricing. Then you're going to get, regardless of the outcome of your wager, $158 in bonus bets. Instantly, perfect time to dabble with our friends at BetMGM ahead of the championship round this weekend. Of course, Detroit at Santa Clara to take on the Niners. Chiefs at Ravens. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy, Damon Dog Talk about it in the Disclaimer. Plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call New York Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico.
1: I hear Damon dog I and mean, he's talking to shorties at the bar. Uh he's Ooh. talking in that cadence. Ooh. Talking that fast. Sweet talker but he's he's got the micro machines cadence going on. We doubt um, it, we doubt it. Remember the 93 finals where the, the Bulls beat the Suns? It was That was, that was rough, right? Yeah. It, it was rough. But now the Bulls suck at basketball, and the Suns are heating up. They've won five straight. And you can get in the door tonight to watch the Suns host the Chicago Bulls for as low as 50 bucks. Game time app. Look at this. You can get yourself into the footprint center tonight to watch the Bulls take on the Suns. Uh, you can go to Coyote's game tonight as well. It's last call. Why don't uh, see if you can find some tickets at the very last second. With our friends over at Game Time, you can actually save on your first purchase 20 bucks by using the promo code PHNX. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You're not gonna see these big time fees. You're gonna just get tickets to the game that you want or concert or event that you wanna see. You're not gonna be bombarded by those fees. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use that promo code PHNX for $20 off. Your tickets, your first purchase terms apply. Again, create that account. Redeem code PHNX for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Go to the Suns
0: game tonight. What are you doing? Go to the Coyotes game uh, for the lowest price guarantee. We teased it. Cardinals picking 27th overall. That means their first three rounds of picks, they are locked and secure, baby. Let's check them out. Cardinals, of course, fourth overall. In round one, hopefully with uh, the man to the right, Marvin Harrison Jr. Then they've got 27 via Houston. Again, the first three rounds are locked and ready to go. Pick 35, that is set. Of course, coming from their own pick, pick 66. Then we've got, of course, the 71st pick coming from our friends in Tennessee. Cardinals traded back last year, so Titans could come up in the second round to take Will Levis. How'd that work out? 90th overall, Houston which uh, is not as depressing as 27. It's pretty depressing, though. So if you count them at home, that's six picks in the top 90 in the first three rounds. Everything else after the fact, rounds four, three, four, five, six, and 7 are subject to compensatory pushdowns. I think 10, 104, no, it's not safe because there's going to be comp picks At the end of the third, the Cardinals, sadly, I don't think they're getting any comp picks this year. Don't ask me how those work over the cap. They've got that charted bow. But for the sake of this conversation, 4th, 27, 35, 66, 71st, and 90, ready to go for draft weekend. Get the picks in now. Might as well. Yeah, Double
1: digit picks for sure. That's happening. I mean, you yes. can, you, you're just gonna, you can debate, you know, whether it's going to be 11 or 13 or whatever, it's double digits and it's going to be an infusion of young talent coming in. And it's going to be coming in the first three rounds of this NFL draft where yeah, Monty Austin Ford's shown the ability to find starter caliber players. 4th, 27th, 35th, 66th, 71st, 90th. You're all starters. Come on in, welcome, welcome to the starting that lineup, friends. Let's make an impact. You gotta love it. Um, I mean, Monty Osford, that was the, his number one assignment last season. Was you know obviously cleaning up just the absolute catastrophe that Steve Kime left this roster in, and then getting the the cap in in good working order, and he did. And then you've got yourself a ton of draft capital to really reshape and become that draft and develop team that Jonathan Gannon and Monty Asifert spoke of. Uh, back. It, it seemed like lore and myth, and, but they've, they've spoken into uh, fruition. It's happening here in the desert as early as this offseason. It's great. Damon Almost is makes- a villain
0: on Twitter. He absolutely is. And he loves to play that role. And we encourage him to do so. He's a sweetheart when you meet him in person, though. Such a sweetie. Um, let's So you look at those picks, and it's like, well, how would those picks be spent? You want to talk about some notable mock drafts that landed yes. on the interweb streets today, Bullbrock? Yeah, let's do it. Actually, some prominent
1: names. You mentioned one, uh, Bucky Brooks dropped his 1.0. And then the draft network up and running. Look at these. So, Bucky Brooks has Marvin Harrison Jr. going to the Cardinals at four. These are just a couple of his highlights. Roman Dunze going to the Giants at six. And then the Rams later in the first round. taking Bo Nix nicks, apparently. Wow. Uh, and then you've got this draft network drafts. Caleb one, Drake may two, Jaden Daniels three. It's music. Sweet, sweet music. Marvin Harrison Jr., four to the Cardinals. Roman Dunze, five to the Chargers. Malik Neighbors, six to the Giants. So this is pretty much the exact carbon copy of what Daniel Jeremiah did earlier or last week. Olu Fashino to the Titans. Uh, Latu, the pass rusher out of UCLA, to the Falcons. Brock mm. Bowers, number nine to the Bears. Why would they do that? I don't know. And then you got Joe going to uh, the Jets at 10. So they want Brock Bowers and Cole Komet. Uh, That threw me for a loop. But the most important thing here is, you know, he's a very knowledgeable, we'll call him draft experts. Just can't get away from quarterbacks going one, two, three in
0: this draft. Jaden Daniels build the statue, build the statue. (laughs) He and Matt Prater side by side. If they, if this happens, it's because Jaden Daniels made it happen. Like
1: like clasping hands in the air. Yes,
0: Absolutely. Because here's the thing. Caleb's going first overall. The Bears hired their offensive coordinator. He, he's coming from Seattle. Actually did a nice job in Seattle, I thought. they're all. I thought they always overachieved with Geno Smith. Justin Fields is going to be gone. I don't really know or care where he goes. And, and so they're going to take Caleb first overall. And then, like, Washington, like, if they even entertain Jaden Daniels, you know Drake May is highly thought of without 32 teams. Like, people, like... This podcast is an anti Drake May, but like we understand he he's talented enough to be a top 5 quarterback. We we have yeah. question marks about him. There is no reality in which Drake May is not going top 3. But if Jaden Daniels somehow goes to the Commanders. Let's say they hire a, a head coach that wants that style of play from their from their quarterback, the, a guy who can move, a guy who is electric. Everybody, if you <laughs> if you just take away the names and the reputations, the best quarterback tape this year came from Jaden Daniels. Didn't come from Caleb Williams. I know. Didn't come from Drake May. So if that's the case, I mean, I, if you're New England, you you're sitting there and you're like, I can get Drake May or Jaden Daniels. There's no scenario in which I'm not doing that if I'm New England because you know the Commanders are going QB. There's there's articles coming out. Mac Jones Jones has been poisoned to that locker room. They, they, like people were upset. Mac Jones showed up to the Belichick end of the year goodbye presser. They don't yeah. want to be around him. And like, so like, I think there's a good chance Mac Jones just gets outright released. You're not rolling with Bailey Zappi. I don't think any competent, you know, free agent quarterback with options is going to go there with no weapons in that brutal division. Like it, it is laying out nicely barring something unforeseen. Jaden Daniels really helping the Cardinals secure their, their number one receiver at four. Well,
1: especially with him being there now, like yeah. we talk about this, or right? I've talked about this—the Anthony Richardson rise last offseason. It really had to kind of materialize during the draft pre-draft process, right? At he had to combine. have his throw day. He had to it really happened in the combine. Jaden Daniels is already there, and as you said, the tape is there. Where Drake May, like. Drake May has he can lose a lot. He lost himself a lot by losing to Virginia, not showing up very well against NC State, not exactly, you know, the the powers of the Power 5 conferences at all. And he put forth, you know, really mid-tape and he fell back, you know, from an outstanding, you know, first season at the helm of the of the Carolina Tar Heels, where he had like 37 touchdowns, took care of the football, where he had 24 touchdowns and nine picks, and he made some real questionable moves and ducked out of the pocket way too early. Where you see Jaden Daniels, he's out there and he's putting up week in and week out against the SEC. Spectacular tape. And they see this, this, you know, tall and, and already put on some weight, but stand to put on more weight, athletic. Build, you know, and, and he's already been uber productive in the SEC. The Heisman Trophy winner and turned two wide receivers into top tal- caliber wide wideouts and Thomas and neighbors. I mean, it, it, you can make a case, and Mel Kiper is going to do it tomorrow. Like his mock draft's finally going to drop. He's got Jaden Daly as, as the second quarterback off the board, and then Drake May right there to to go be Mac Jones. T- 2.0 potentially in New England. Well,
0: he's more gifted than Mac Jones, <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. I, You know who's helping Jaden Daniels directly or indirectly? The MVP of the NFL in Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, who I think is going to go to the Super Bowl this year and potentially win the Super Bowl. And I, I think Jaden Daniels is a more po- polished throw of the football than Lamar was coming out of Louisville. But like, I you can't tell me you don't watch Jaden Daniels and say, there's some Lamar here. There's some Josh Allen S traits that you just can't coach. Guess what? That's what's worth a top five pick on a quarterback. Like you think about it. Why was Kyler Murray picked first overall special abilities? Like if you want, it's, you know, Jared Goff was kind of the last of a dying breed where it's like first guy, first player, overall pot, traditional pocket passer. Like since then it's like, you gotta be a gifted throw of the football. Plus like, what are your mm-hmm. additional traits? Are you big? Are you fast? Super athletic? Even with Drake, May and our skeptics to- toward him, like he-, he can move. He's got a big arm. Like, he's, he's put together, he's 6'4", like, the, his defenders love him and say he comes yeah. to Justin Herbert. So, and then you put obviously stack that up against Caleb Williams, who's generational. Yeah. It's like, one, two, three, boom, boom, boom. Every one of them, you ought to be able, if you're the commanders, the Bears, the Patriots, of course, talk yourself into any of them, given especially what you have at the position. Like, the Bears are in a unique position where if they were picking two or three, like, would they really entertain those two? That remains to be seen. The Commanders and the Patriots have nothing. They have nothing to build off of at the quarterback position, especially the Patriots. Like Sam Howell is at least competent enough to be on a roster. I don't think the Patriots have NFL-caliber QBs on the roster. You talk about the Cardinals' defensive line not being NFL-caliber. That's what the Patriots' QB (laughs) room looks like. So it it is played exactly into Austin Ford's hand if Marvin Harrison Jr. makes it to four. Should he make it to four?
1: I mean it's it's the logic, it's it's kind of the consensus logic that's going around, right? I mean, there there's a few outliers that that wanna say that the Patriots are gonna well, no, they're gonna take the top player on the board regardless yeah. of position. And then we got this today, Damon Dog. We got Gerard Mayo going and wheeling and dealing, shooting from the hip on WEEI talking about roster building. He says, quote, we're gonna take the best available player for the biggest need on the team, offensive line, receiver, quarterback, pick your choice. But what to Johnny's point, when he's been really hammering home, I mean, the biggest need is quarterback. It's the biggest need. He also said that they're going to spend tons of money in free agency. And it's like, yeah, hey, good plan. You don't even have a GM in place. And you guys are thinking about really just throwing money at holes. We've seen how that works out. It doesn't work out. It's usually fool's gold in free agency. But there's your your draft kind of – uh, and, and I know this is—you is, got to take it with a grain of salt—that a coach is going to come out and tell you their full-out strategy. And guy tried to throw up murky the waters with three positions here, but I mean, it, it's got to be quarterback. And I think recency bias as far as the third quarterback off the board, like Herbert was the third quarterback off the board in his draft. Like, yeah, I, I think trying to decipher tape and see how what's going to translate, what skill set's going to translate to the next level is—it's it's an exact science, right? And it goes off based off what your scouts believe. But sometimes it's been wrong as far as how you have the quarterbacks lined up. And that, you know, if you believe it's a three deep quarterback draft, which many people believe, talent evaluators believe, then that's probably in in some, you know, one, two and three with Caleb being one and the other two, you figure it out. It's going to go down that way for
0: three really quarterback hungry teams at the top of the draft. Josh Allen was the third quarterback off the board. Lamar Jackson was number 5. I mean, they yep. just teams get get it wrong all the time. Like I most teams have Caleb Williams number 1. Like the Bears that's not a tough decision. It'll be tough for the Commanders. Like I saw somebody in the chat like what happens if the Commanders take Jaden Daniels, the Patriots I believe will unequivocally take Drake May. Like they've watched enough of his tape. Plus he's an East Coast guy, you know, big arm. You can get to the divisional round in the NFC with Baker Mayfield. We saw it happen. You can get to the Super Bowl potentially with Brock Purdy in the AFC. Go look at the quarterbacks that are, are winning in the AFC. They're all first round picks: Tua, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. If you don't have one, guess what? You're getting fired. So if Gerard <laughs> Mayo and the and the plan in New England is we can beef up this roster and then we can go sign a veteran QB. Right you're going to get fired. That's what yeah. the Jimmy Garoppolo-led Las Vegas Raiders did. That's what got Mike Vrabel fired in Tennessee. Like, unless you're Shane Steichen and you play in a bad division and you have Gardner Minshew on a 500 team, like, you need C.J. Strahd to elevate you. Guess where he was drafted, second overall. You can you can screw around in the NFC if you got a loaded roster, just in th- this point in time in history. Then you've got first overall picks underachieving like Trevor Lawrence, but you still have to face Trevor Lawrence so even the bad teams have number one picks at quarterback. If you don't and you go cheap at that position and you become – the Patriots have become unwatchable. That's why Belichick is gone. Yeah, it, it, I'm trying to convince everybody out there that this is happening. Like the Patriots, I'm sure have already convinced themselves they, that this position's a disaster.
1: Are, are you as confident as Pedro here? What's Martis Pedro? I, I, ain't, I ain't even sweating it.
0: I, I would say like, yeah, like <laughs> probably like 65-35. Can you imagine? Wait, here's the unknown, the unknown is does somebody screw up in the next three months? Like Will Levis was talented enough to be a first round pick and he became really unlikable during the draft process and turned people off. Like that ha- that happens. Like what if what if Drake May says But I don't something?
1: think Will Levis had enough, I don't think he had gained as much pre pre draft no traction. We didn't. For sure, Drake May's been there since his season last year. Where you know Will Levis is like, hey, should we buy into this Kentucky quarterback? Like, and he you know he's he's okay. His numbers weren't that great in his final season. Like Kenny Pickett
0: and Malik Willis, those guys we tried to tout up, yeah. And then people in the draft circles were like, they do not have the physical traits and attributes to be a franchise quarterback, and they're right. Yeah. But are, are we? I I just am so hesitant. And maybe it's because I feel like, man, maybe
1: we just don't deserve nice things. But Maserati Marv, like, is it, could it, could it actually
0: happen? Is it gonna, are our dreams the is gonna come true? Is because of Matt Prater. That's it. If Matt Prater makes that field goal, there is 0% chance. He's a sweet man. I'm
1: gonna send him a, like an edible arrangements or something, just thanking him for his sacrifice. <laughs> he thought he had to miss one kick. And they put his ass in, in two, two times
0: he had to miss. Hey, no spots, cares about he's, that. He's
1: usually, They put it in his favorite spot on the
0: field. And he Time. missed. Time here is all. Nobody cares about that pick <laughs> now when these mock drafts are flowing, baby. Richard, four ninety nine super check. Can you see Joe Alt moving to third overall? New England likes to move down. I think there's a better chance New England moves down than taking Alt third overall. I think if New England I is think that, like. That's also
1: true for Marv. I think that th- there's a more like a, a better likelihood that they trade down for more assets, yeah. Than sticking and picking and taking Marv or Alt or uh, I, I think it's quarterback trade down, then probably Marv, and then you look at the tackles.
0: The only the only scary scenario is Bears coming up from nine to three for Marvin Harrison Jr. because that 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 strikes me as a deal like polls would entertain. We need to get to a point where these quarterbacks force the issue enough that the Patriots are like, you cannot get me out of this spot because this is where I'm going to get my franchise quarterback. Yeah, Like, there's no amount of picks you can give me because other other people, other organizations would give up these assets to come up and take this quarterback. So I need to stick and pick. Right.
1: Uh, just want to address something in the in the In the chat, Bajaro saying the cards offense looked like a disaster against the Eagles in the first half. It was I mean, they were moving the football. They didn't look disastrous. I mean, they they didn't execute in the red zone. And then once they did, they went four for four in the second half. I see a lot of like a lot of Bajaro in the chat saying like Petsing's not the guy. Petsing had to get four quarterbacks ready to play, and three of them have really no reason being in the NFL. You had Colt McCoy, you had Joshua Dobbs, who came in off like zero notice, and then you had Clayton Toon. And then Kyler Murray coming off and playing a style that he's never played in his football career ever, coming off a significant injury. And we want to talk him in, in nitpick numbers where, I mean, if you watch the last two games offensively, this team was trending in the right direction. I mean, to to try to make a decision on Drew Petzing is an unfair decision. Like, and to sit there and go, oh, well, look at what, you know, the Bucs are doing with a solid offensive line and, and playmakers from the running back to the wide receiver position. They've got two number ones,
0: arguably, on that team. I I just think that that's a bit unfair. Yeah, I mean, we're living in the reality in which Baker Mayfield played well, but he went to a division that was historically bad. Yeah, And they got a couple of good breaks. They beat the Eagles team that the Cardinals just beat, by the way. Um, And then they lost to Detroit. Like I, Baharo, the, the Cardinals are prepared for Drew Petsing to maybe leave next year as a head coach. That's how highly thought of he is within the Cardinals organization. Like the Cardinals offense with Kyler Murray was top 10 in the NFL and Kyler Murray, if you project it out, even with how slow he started at times, was going to be 30 touchdowns, total touchdowns, and had a two-to-one t- touchdown and interception ratio as a throw of the football. And I love Greg Dorch With Greg Dorch is the number one receiver. Yeah. And no Hollywood Brown. Like, I, I think, let's give Kyler Murray the benefit of an entire offseason healthy with some new receivers and Michael Wilson and Trey McBride. I think it's easy to see why, especially with a fourth-place schedule, like, people are bullish on this team. It tweaks offensively. Wholesale changes, yes, on defense. We got a second Boston Fort in the
1: chat. I love it. We're just seeing Boston Forts emerge all so over this, this avatar. There's a, there's a true original OG Boston Fort. Right? And He's got the red item avatar, but this one's solid here. Let's check it out. Uh 699. If Mayo thinks the plan is Russell Wilson and MHJ, then yes, Gerard, I would like a bag for my groceries. That's because he's going to be bagging
0: groceries. No doubt about it. I, I think Gerard Mayo understands the severity of, if you don't have a rookie or a young quarterback to tie your wagon to, it's very tough to compete in the NFL and to get you to where you want to be. Like if they're trying to be splashing free agency every offseason, guess what you need? You need a, a cheap rookie quarterback deal. Like I, why would you, if you're Gerard Mayo, when you have options, tie yourself to a veteran that failed elsewhere. Yeah. You wouldn't. And also, like, I, I saw something that was interesting, Bo, that I didn't put two and two together. Kirk Cousins is not going to be healthy until, like, mid-season next year. He's on the Kyler Murray recovery timeline. Yeah.
1: He's not and on he's the Aaron Rodgers, like, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like, I saw a lot of people saying, well, he's going to go to New England. No, he's not. They wouldn't have him until, like, late October, early November. That's not a plan for them. So if you remove him... Is Ryan Tannehill enough for you not to draft a quarterback? Of course not. I, I don't think Russell Wilson is. I don't think Russell Wilson wants to play in the cold weather. I think Russell Wilson with like Belichick in Atlanta is interesting, or the, to somebody, somebody in the you know NFC that he can play in nice weather. But but who is who is going willingly? Who has options to New England to play quarterback this off season? I can't think of one person. Right. Well, I think like people
1: who have the ability to go out, like it, it's going to be somebody who's doesn't have any options, right? It's, if, if, if the, their market dries up and nobody's really look up the free
0: agent quarterbacks you know. while you're saying, well,
1: this. I also like this fishbowl flash. And I think this is a great idea. We should do it starting later this week. Question. Can we see a Johnny mock draft trash compared to a Bo mock draft, <laughs> which is gold uh, compared to a Damon dogma. I'd love to, I'd I love it. We always are just too busy talking and, and Puffing our chest out, I want to see a Damon dog mock draft. We should just have a battle of the mock draft. I'll rock your world, though. <laughs>
0: You'll mock my world, that's for sure. Absolutely. Ooh, I like that for a, a segment. You mock nah. my world. Let's do it.
1: Um, I think. Yeah, we should just do that. We'll do. We'll we'll dedicate a, a segment to it. We'll just roll through it and do about a three round mock, and just. Or do you want to like do a pre show and then just put it pit it up against each yeah, other? Yeah, I think we'll,
0: we'll do without the names. Yeah and
1: then uh, be
0: easy to telegraph
1: yeah you go wide receiver the first three picks
0: i can already tell right now that uh johnny's gonna be like well the board didn't play out <laughs> the way that it was supposed to
1: so, well oh, you no. should probably okay. have the same scenarios right or do we want different scenarios like same far- scenario.
0: same scenario okay and like we can't force trades and that kind of thing No. I've been known to force a trader too. All right. Here are the free Here are free agent QBs. You guys hang on to your hats for this one. Okay. The number one free agent quarterback is Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not available. Um, now, there's an asterisk. Russell Wilson will be number one when he's released. Mm-hmm. So, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, who could be a Cardinal, Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, Drew Locke. Baker Mayfield's on this list. Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater, Joshua Dobbs, Joe Flacco. Barf. Is there anything? Is there any player on that list where you're the Patriots and you can sign a quarterback to a multi year deal and say, we're going to take Marvin Harrison Jr., third overall? To your
1: point, and- it, it would be franchise wide be irresponsible. And whoever the decision makers are, you, and they could say till they blue in the face, the Patriot way, the Patriot
0: way. It's like they should be thrown in the ocean the josh allen way is what's winning and like say what you want about the jets like Rodgers is playing next year like they're gonna have Rodgers at least for a year Mm -hmm. like two is limited but he's making the playoffs and josh allen's josh allen yeah and your conference is loaded like it's not who who else is available like so fields would be available for a trade who else they're they're bringing in Kenny Pickett competition in Pittsburgh. That's not an option for New England. I would say, oh man, of quarterbacks who could like get dealt. I like I maybe Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. Like backups. Yeah. I mean, Geno Smith could be. A, I, or the maybe the Seahawks roll with Geno? Maybe they cut him. They roll with Drew Locke in a draft pick. I Minshew, according to Rock, Minshew in New England, I think is not with Minshew's arm. Minshew's perfect for a dome team as a bridge guy. New England is like Buffalo, like that. You need a big-arm quarterback. May would be perfect in New England.
1: Perfect. Make it, make it so. Give it to me. That's what I want. That's what I want to see.
0: You get you get what you want with our mock drafts. You're also going to get what you want with our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union, which is the official credit union of not only the venerable household, but you guessed it, the Arizona Cardinals. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, dedicating to creating exceptional, experiences by giving back to the community and providing solutions financially that just they make life better folks so they're uh expertly crafted team who are committed to their members and the community offering financial solutions tailored to help real people like you like me achieve their financial goals and dreams check them out for things like checking accounts savings accounts mortgages loans credit card investment options and more I was with my old credit union for far too long, finally pivoted, will never go back. Plus, I represent the Red Sea with the Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. Show your team spirit today. Open up a free checking account online. Just takes a couple of minutes. Get an Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card today. Check them out, desertfinancial.com slash cardinalsbo to get started.
1: Tough to beat what they're doing over at uh, Desert Financial. Also, when you're looking, when that gaslight comes on, just... Swing into your nearby Circle K. And of course, you got to become a part of their free membership program. Become a member of the Inner Circle Rewards. Download it on the Circle 8K app today. It's America's Thirst Shop. It's free, new free membership program. Did I say it's free? I think about a thousand times. It Save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips, your sixth. Uh, you get a free selection of Circle K products from their pizza, the coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, those delicious polar pops, and you get three cents per gallon after that every day. Join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit Circle for more details.
0: Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield look good in the divisional lounge, <laughs> albeit in a loss. Paul Brock, everybody drop a like on this video, by the way. Did you watch the divisional round specifically in the NFC and say, like, I think Kyler Murray can play on this level. I think Kyler Murray with the right roster can get to, dare I say, an NFC championship game. Cause I did, I watched what I saw this weekend and thought, why, why isn't Kyler Murray in this round of the playoffs?
1: Yeah. I mean, I was impressed. <clears throat> I've been way more impressed than I initially was with Jordan love down the stretch. I thought he made a lot of plays that only a few quarterbacks can make Uh Baker Mayfield when taking care of the football and he did, for the most part, outside of the, the final play in regulation, or that sank the the Bucks. He did a, a decent job, and you know, put up some big gaudy stats. I think he went over 300 yards passing in both the game, playoff games for the Bucks. Yeah, and then Jared Goff has has been really, really rock solid. And I, I mean, I really wasn't that impressed by Brock Purdy at all. No. Like I thought he missed on a, on a bunch of throws. Um, so yeah, there there is opportunity. But look, I mean, these teams, these rosters are. In really good shape like yeah. a, a real like testament to jason light down there in tampa bay and getting them set up defensively and the playmakers that they have and you look at what they've done in detroit and in green bay really is is an impressive organization that that took a lot of flack they're in the end of the rogers tenure and then you see jordan love in the same position and and finding success it's the, these these organizations have put set themselves up to be consistently in it and when they put a competent quarterback back there that takes care of the football, but also can make most of the throws. Uh, man, does it, it It can take a team that's nine and eight in the Bucks, and they can be a play away
0: from going to the NFC championship game. It really is incredible. Trinell in the chat divisional round showed me Brock Purdy is close to just a guy with a lot of talent around him as opposed to a game changer. Yeah. I mean, the, the 49er roster and give them credit, especially offensively, because I, I think the defense has regressed to some degree. The The offensive personnel when it's healthy is the best collection of talent that I think we've seen in 10-plus years. McCaffrey's the best running back. Debo and Ayuk are 1A and 1B. Kittle's a Hall of Famer. Trent, Trent Williams is the best left tackle in the NFL. And Kyle Shanahan's a master play caller. So, like, given all that, you need somebody that, like Purdy who's cheap and efficient, and I, I unfortunately think he's gonna play better next next weekend against Detroit because it's not gonna be inclement weather, but I'm right there with you. Like that's why that that game was so pivotal. San Francisco, there is a window. Like, say what you want about Purdy making no money. There's a window on Christian McCaffrey staying healthy, being efficient. Mm-hmm. Same with George Kittle. Even now we see with Debo Samuel. Trent Williams is being asked about retirement. There is a window for the 49ers to win a championship because of the Everything else around Brock Purdy. So, as much as I would love to have seen them fall against the Packers, the Packers got to feel good because they're the youngest team in the NFL. The Cardinals feel good because they played the most rookies, and Kyler Murray's in his mid twenties. Like every every situation is not apples to oranges, but I'm with you. Mm. Like Brock Purdy may have torn up the Cardinals in, in both outings. We know what the Cardinals were sporting defensively. What happened when he faced Baltimore? What happens when he faces pr- premium defensive, you know, personnel? He struggles. Because he's yeah. a pretty average athlete, right? Uh, I mean, look those mortgage payments on on some of the players that
1: they've already locked in, and, and going out there and getting the grave and free agency, and throwing eighty plus million at them. And I don't know how much is guaranteed, but like the Niners are, they're in the red right now as yeah. far as going into the twenty twenty four offseason in in cap space. Now they can quickly make up some ground there, but they're going to have to probably part ways with some of their you know talented players. They're they're nearly three million dollars. Uh, over the cap as it stands going in 2024 off season. So they've, they've got some decisions to start making the Seahawks right behind them. under Like they're, they're 4 million, almost 5 million over the cap where the Cardinals, they're in the top 10 in, in expected space. And they haven't even factored in the rollover money that they're going to get um, the release and, of
0: DJ Humphries and some other guys. Yeah,
1: and And then you got the Rams, you know, like almost 20 million less than what the Cardinals have, if not more. As they make those easy kind of layup moves to get space, so Cardinals in a really good position to to really kind of narrow the gap between them and the rest of the division this offseason. But yeah, I, I agree, man. I just I think that they they the the window isn't as wide open as people believe with this this Niners team, and and it it happens every like you see a, a young talented team. It feels like each every, every year in the NFL. And you're like, man, this, this is just the start of something special in a cap league. It, it, and especially when you have to start paying guys, it closes really quick. If you don't make the right decisions. And if you, if you miss on like they have at the quarterback position and, and where they felt like they missed with Ken law, where they had to go get Hargrave, and then they had to pay Bosa. It it, it becomes tougher and tougher each and every season.
0: Alex, nine ninety nine. uh, well said the difference with Kyler this year was when the play started to break down, he wasn't jittery or hesitant. Look, the calmest he's ever been with less talent around him. I think this hes this is the first time he's had competent NFL coaching on offense. I mean, respectfully with Cliff Kingsbury, the play would break down and Kyler Murray would be forced to improvise in the prior scheme. The yeah. play breaks down this year and they coach to that second, third tier options. You know, Kyler Murray, I fully believe this, regardless if it's Marvin or Malik Neighbors or Joe Alder, whomever. Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray, if he stays healthy, is going to have his most efficient NFL season in 2024. I think that's the easiest thing for me to telegraph for this team. There is no scenario in which if Kyler Murray plays 17 games, and that's the biggest question mark, I fully admit that he is going to be efficient and the team is going to have a winning record. We saw at the end of the year, he almost was 500. He should have been. With it with a roster, the of the Cardinals struggling like it was, with the hardest strength to schedule in the NFL that he faced. So I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against him. I, I again, I, I I'll put a statistic out there. I'll put a stat line. I think he has like 40 total touchdowns next year, passing and and rushing. What? That's that's an MVP season. That is an MVP season. If he for, has, I mean,
1: if he has like a, a, a Jordan Love season, um, sign me up for it. What Jordan Love, Jordan
0: Love passed for over 30 touchdowns. Yeah, a couple 32 rushing.
1: touchdowns. I think 11, 11 picks. I think Kyler can take a little bit better care of the football. That's a uh, good, I, that, I need to see, I need to see that year before I start saying, hey, 40 total toddies. That That's a big, that's a monster. That's an absolute monster. But you're saying, how many rushing touchdowns did Jordan Love have? Jordan Love, let me look it up. Jordan Love. I bet 20, Kyler 20, probably, Kyler had what, three in his. 40 touchdowns in. is what Josh Allen did this year.
0: Yeah, that's a monster year. He, okay so jordan love you're right he had a 32 passing touchdowns this year passing mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns he had four so jordan love had 36 jordan love had 36 yeah, that's wild and you're saying kyler murray couldn't have 40 of course he could why do kyler you see murray? i want
1: to see that i mean
0: like i want to see that part of, for sure yeah
1: yeah and, and and love had the benefit of that he had the the benefit of, of you know Solid drafting those players, developing him, him really turning some of these guys. I mean, LeFour's big time. He's a big time coach. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I mean, that's (laughs) some gaudy numbers. Like that would be, and I think we've seen with Kyler, like he already basically went four and four since returning. And what, like, what did the Packers go? They went, then they go nine and eight.
0: Yeah. Tampa like went nine and eight. Situation.
1: It's like you just,
0: all you need,
1: like all you
0: need is a ticket to the dance, right? And 29 year old running back Aaron Jones, 28, 29 year old running back James Conner. Mm-hmm. How about it? Let's do it. Let's just, let's do all the comps next year. <laughs> I'm down. I will not settle down, Junior. I think, I think 40 touchdowns is very obtainable. If they, if they had Marvin Harrison Jr., and it's Marvin and Michael Wilson and Trey McBride and Greg Dorch and maybe a mid round receiver, and James Conner, let's go. I'm ready. 40 touchdowns. but I'll put I'll put my money where, where my mouth is when those props become available. Um, you guys, right now, available to become a diehard at gophnx.com. We mentioned it last week, a big hit. The inaugural Q&A, myself, Bo Brock, every single Thursday afternoon following the show, post-show, Thursday night, myself and Bo Brock and Damon Dog live Q&A in our exclusive PHNX Cardinals member discord, bow that you can only have access to. If you are a diehard, come off a mute, ask a question, put some funny snarky stuff in the chat. We're going to read it all. We're going to do it all this Thursday again, post-show. And again, it's not only the Discord. It's all the access you're going to get at gophnx.com, Craig Morgan, Jesse Friedman, uh, Gerald Borgay. Sons are cooking right now. You can cook with a free hat and or shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker upon sign-up. So again, you sign up for the year, diehard membership, get your free piece of merch Come in, chat it up on the Discord. You will not be sorry, Bo, that you did. You can get yourself also just
1: at the PHNX Locker. You can become a hoodie bro with Johnny and myself. You can My show up on Monday right wearing the same hoodie. You can be like hoodie Rollis calling plays. Uh, look at this. <laughs> Johnny, don't cover up that, that fresh new haircut that you have going on right now. Oh, man. It's uh, tomorrow, the Mel Kuiper draft. It's going to release. I got to... I got a sneaking suspicion that one Ohio State wide receiver is going to be an Arizona Cardinal in his mock draft. It's going to follow suit to these other mock drafts that we looked at today from Bucky Brooks and the draft network. Yeah. It continues tomorrow. Plus, the return of Monty mock draft as well. Monty Austin Ford, the Boston Fort will be back in here. <laughs> That's right. A little less hair on top of these heads tomorrow from the trio. Uh, and and so much more tomorrow with whatever the breaking news is around town. Maybe some more coaching carousel news comes out and how it will impact the Arizona Cardinals. The fun never stops. As Johnny mentioned, the DMMR Discord with the only way to get access to it becoming a diehard today go to phnx.com for award winning producer Damon Dog. For Johnny Venerable, I'm Bo Brock. Have a great rest of your money. We'll talk to you Tuesday.